Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Photo Taco on the Improved Photography Network. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon, and I want to thank you for spending a few minutes of your day with me. And I, I know I say that at the beginning of every episode, so it probably sounds a little contrite or uh, practiced at this point. And that's probably because it is practiced, but... I really mean it. I'm so grateful for everyone who downloads and listens to the episodes. It still humbles me to think that there are so many of you that are doing that, and I really, really appreciate you taking the time to do that. In this episode, I am going to actually go out a little bit on my own topic rather than answering answering listener questions, Uh, although I don't want to discourage, I don't want you to take this as being discouraged from asking listener questions because I really love them. I think those make the best photo taco episodes when I can really dig in on a listener question and answer it because I know there are lots of other photographers that are having that same question that you are. And so it makes it a really good topic, a really valuable photo taco to put into the archives so that we can point to it when people have that same question in the future because it probably won't be the last time either. And if you have a question, I want to encourage you again to go to facebook.com slash groups slash photo taco so that you can put it out there, not only because then I'll see it and maybe consider it for a show topic, but also because before I can have a show topic or before I may, it may even be before I can get to the question in the group, someone else may answer it. So really, really good place to feel safe. You're not going to be ridiculed for asking any question you've got there. We've got some that have been repeats for many times, and that's because it's the same questions people come up with, and that's when I turn it into a podcast episode, so we can point people to it, and they have a really good descriptive answer, rather than having to retype it every time into the Facebook group. Anyway, love love the interaction there, love that, but I'm not going to be doing any of that today. Today, I'm going to do some nerding out <laughs> over the latest processors from Intel. I've done some research, I've had some people contacting me lately. Uh, regarding kind of photo processing computers. And there's been some changes that Intel's made. So I want to walk through them and I want to tell you if it's meaningful to post-processing or not. So that's kind of the topic that we're going to tackle today. First, lay down just kind of a little bit of background about Intel processors. In mid-2016, Intel updated a good portion of their sixth generation CPUs that they called Skylake. They, uh, they did a whole lot of those with a new 7th generation processor they codenamed KB Lake. And as I record this episode in early February 2017, these new KB Lake 7th generation Intel processors have found their way into many desktop and laptop computers that run Windows. In January 2017, Intel made more news as they finished the complete replacement of that older 6th generation line in favor of the newer 7th generation CPUs and PC makers have announced the inclusion of those processors in their offerings. Thus far, though, Apple has not produced a computer that has the very latest from Intel inside them. And speculation, it varies really widely. The rumor mongers can't agree on what's going to happen here. I've heard Apple's skipping this generation entirely in favor of waiting for the next 8th generation of CPUs from Intel. I've heard that Apple is ditching Intel completely in favor of their own CPUs, which they've been doing in iPads and iPhones for several years. And I've even heard that the 2017 MacBook Pro is going to be coming in the summertime. It's going to have KB Lake and the ability to have 32 gigabytes of RAM. Who knows what's going to actually happen with Apple. Whether Apple's going to put something out with KB Lake or not, the question I had as both a PC enthusiast 
who custom builds my own photo editing computers, and a hobbyist photographer was if KB Lake CPUs are worth looking into as an upgrade for me to make Lightroom and Photoshop run faster. Back in 2015, I published an article called Windows Photo Editing Super Guide to ImprovePhotography.com. And in the article, I discussed the major components that make up a computer and recommended the hardware choices that actually make a difference on how Lightroom and Photoshop run. In the article, I highlighted a number of Windows computers with specs to do that well. That's why it was called Windows Photo Editing Super Guide. But the information shared really applied equally well to the choices you have with Apple computers. What I was after in the article was trying to provide some practical help to photographers who usually are not people who know a lot about computer hardware and uh, give them information about where maybe you can uh, save a dollar where you don't have to max out everything on the computer, which is the easy option. That's the choice that's really simple is just if you can afford it, buy a computer that has everything maxed out and you're going to end up in a good spot. But there's ways you can save some money and still have Lightroom and Photoshop run well. And that's kind of what I was trying to outline in the article. And it happens to apply equally well to both Windows and Mac computers. The information is now a year and a half old. I've actually had a whole lot of people asking me if I'm ever going to update that because they want current information. There's people looking to buy a new computer right now, and they'd like to have that information to draw on as they go make choices. And I do intend to do that soon. We'll see how long. It may have to be after our improved photography retreat in March, but I do plan to upgrade that guide so that we can have current information in there. The unfortunate thing is the advice on the specs that you wanna get, it probably hasn't changed a whole lot. That advice back in 2015, it's probably exactly the same or near exactly the same as it is as I record this in the beginning of 2017. And one of the interesting things that was in that article that maybe not everyone would agree with is I didn't think that an Intel CPU was the very most important thing to consider as you're buying a computer to do post-processing on. In fact, I thought it was third. I thought that more important than the CPU was an SSD drive, a really fast hard drive, and now I'd make sure it was an M M.2 hard drive, and gobs of RAM. So 32 gig, uh, maybe even 64, especially if your workflow is, or you what you work on, is HDR and or panoramas. Uh, I recently did a 28 shot panorama, where after merging them together and trying to work on them, I exhausted 32 gig of RAM in my custom built Windows PC. So it can chew up a ton to do those kinds of things and things work better when you have more RAM. So actually CPU came in third in my experience in 2015 and in the testing reviews that I saw from other people who do this kind of thing. And I don't know that that's changed today, but with a brand new lineup of KB Lake CPUs from Intel, I needed to investigate it and see if that's changed. Maybe it became more important. Maybe the changes in KB Lake make it so that, yeah, that's now something that it's worth spending the extra money on in order to make Lightroom and Photoshop run well. And that's what I wanted to kind of investigate. And I wanted to share that information today in this episode. Before answering that question, I need to take a minute to thank the sponsor for this episode, ImprovedPhotographyPlus.com. I end every episode of Photo Taco by saying that the podcast on the Improved Photography Network and the mothership at ImprovedPhotography.com is the best way to improve your photography. And I honestly believe that because... That's what it did for me. It helped me to learn enough that I'm now hosting my own photography podcast. But if you really want to speed up your learning, 
you have to check out improvephotographyplus.com. I wish this existed when I was getting started. It would have helped me to move along much faster. Subscribers get access to everything that has ever been produced by Improved Photography, including Lightroom presets and video training courses on a wide variety of topics. There's new video training released every month or two, and you get access to some of the podcast hosts on the Improved Photography Network. It's only $19.95 a month to subscribe, and you can start your free trial today by heading over to improvephotographyplus.com. I want to thank Jim and improvephotographyplus.com for making this episode possible. Okay, so the short answer for any of you who may not want to stick through all of the gory details and hear me nerd out about those details on these newest KB Lake CPUs, I don't expect that you would actually be able to tell much of a difference at all between them and their predecessors, the Skylake CPUs. So if you have Skylake today, which means you probably have a computer that's one, two, maybe three years old, then I'd say wait. Wait to see if the next generation has a bigger impact. And at that point, it's probably time to get a new computer anyway. It's for small business owners. You've depreciated it all the way. And that's the point at which you can get a new computer. So I don't think KB Lake CPUs and those being like brand new and put into to, uh, Windows computers right now is worth making an upgrade. So it'll work out nicely because you'll be able to upgrade the computer, you know, with the next generation. And if you have a CPU older than Skylake, which means more than three years old, probably somewhere around there, then getting a new one with KB Lake in it is certainly what you should do. You should go and make sure you have the latest CPUs. And if you're buying a Windows computer, you probably can't buy one that doesn't have KB Lake in it. Uh, if you're a Mac user, you're out of luck. <laughs> you don't have any with KB Lake in it yet. So you'll have to, you, you may want to wait a little bit, see like through the summer of 2017, see if uh, by, I don't know, September or so, they have something put out with it in it. But I'm not even sure then it's worth waiting for. There's just not a meaningful difference between the CPUs from three years ago and the brand new one that Intel's released today. Not a meaningful difference. Yes, there's differences, but not something that's going to blow you away and say, wow, that is amazing how much faster Lightroom and Photoshop is running. All right, so this information is not going to be surprising to a lot of listeners who maybe keep up on this kind of stuff because Intel actually told us to expect it. Now, since 2007, Intel's had a really regular update cycles with their CPUs, where one year they're going to do a big improvement in performance of the CPUs. And then in the next year, they're going to kind of focus more on the manufacturing process, getting them to be manufactured more uh, cheaply and get more yield out of them. They're going to, and then back to the performance the year after. So every other year, performance, every other year, then the manufacturing process. Well, a lot of events led to it, but uh, 2016 and 2017 was supposed to be one of those years when we got bigger changes to performance. And Intel announced early on that they were permanently in 2016 and beyond going to make a change to that update cycle so that it's not going to happen every other year. Instead, they're going to have the bigger performance improvements happen in every three years. And then in the two years in between, that manufacturing refining process, the different aspects there is what they were going to focus on. So KB Lake doesn't have a lot of change of performance. We knew that and the testing has shown that. We all hope that it can deliver something big in the eighth generation CPUs that are planned for release in 2018. Okay, so we're just going to start at the top and I'm going to walk down through them and kind of tell you about them. You can go link, you can go check out the article if you want some more detail. One of the functions that we tend to whine about a lot as photographers is the slowness of Lightroom importing images. So 
very cool that that was one of the categories that they could test. I personally think this is something that we do make a little bit bigger in our heads because we're so anxious to get to editing our latest photos and that import process is standing in between us and being able to edit. So we're really impatient, although I'm not trying to give Adobe a pass here because other software makers have been able to do this quite a bit better than Lightroom does. So it's very possible and this goes back to that whole Cole module that I think we need to have. Cole as in C-U-L-L, in case that didn't sound right. <laughs> but but anyway, uh, th that, uh, this episode's not about that. And I'll put a link to my idea that I created over at, for Adobe about adding a Cole module. And you can go vote for it. I'd love, to, love it if you would. If even, uh, I don't know, even a, a tenth of our listeners went and did that, yeah, Adobe would have to take notice because it would get a lot of attention. That would be a lot of attention for an idea. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. If you want to go vote for that module that I think would really super speed up the import process, then then uh, love to have your help there. All right. Not what this episode's about. KB Lake. Does it make a difference with the import process? No. <laughs> no, it almost doesn't at all. Uh, importing images according to their tests over at Puget Systems was with the latest Core i7, it was only a 1% speed improvement over the previous model. 1%, such a small difference, it probably falls into the margin of error for the test. Incidentally, though, this is why it, this is actually more meaningful than the fact that it was only 1%. They found that the, with this particular part, this function in Lightroom, there's actually also no difference between the Core i7 CPU and the Core i5, at least so little it's meaningless, right? So what you can take away from that is if you do need to save some money as you're buying a computer and you can't afford to max out every single component, then if you back down from the Core i7 to the Core i5, you're not going to suffer any harm in at least the import process. Now remember that's different. They're, they have different tests for generating the previews. So that's a different thing and that could still be a problem. We're gonna get to that in a little bit. But at least as far as the import process itself, uh, no difference between Core i7 and Core i5. So that's interesting. All right, so we have no joy on the import process. The new CPU doesn't help there. What about converting raw to DNG? That's their next test. Now, this is a process I don't personally use in my own workflow, partially because I don't want to add the time it takes to convert from raw to DNG. And I have some other reasons too, but that is a, a factor in it. And this is actually one of the areas where the new CPU makes a bit of an impact, where it came in about 5% faster. That's actually quite a bit in these types of things. 5% faster is, is meaningful. So if this is your pain point, if converting raw to DNG is the thing that you are you are suffering most from, then you may want to consider an upgrade and getting the latest CPU. And that 5% could be enough, maybe, to justify getting a new computer if, if raw to DNG is kind of your pain point. Puget Systems also noted that this appears to be one of the few places where Lightroom will take advantage of a CPU with more cores. The Core i7 did quite a bit better than the Core i5, the Core i5 was 14% slower. So the new Core i5 was 14% slower. So this is a spot where if this is something you do, if you do raw to DNG, you don't want to skimp on the CPU. You want to make sure you get the Core i7 instead of the Core i5. All right. All right. Next up, exporting to JPEG. Now only a 2% improvement. So it was improvement, but only 2% when 
with KB Lake over the older Skylake CPUs. Pretty insignificant again. Not a ton of difference between Core i7 and Core i5 also. However, there is a massive difference here. They made sure to point this out in a lot of detail. Massive difference in exporting to JPEG between quad-core CPUs, which is the, the Core i7 um, tends to be quad-core, between those, and then they have some other i7 models that have six, eight, or 10 cores. And the more cores in the CPU, the faster the JPEG export went. So again, if this is the area that's killing you, if it's just taking way too long to do JPEG exports, and you need that to go faster, if that's gonna be meaningful to your business process, meaningful to your workflow, give you some massive benefit, then KB Lake itself is, may not be a big deal, but you need to make sure you get as many cores as you can in your computer, and that, that's really gonna help. So I've actually heard some photographers who this is a big deal to them. Exporting to JPEG is something that they need to work much faster. It would really help them to have it go faster. So now you have some information there if, if you need that. I personally don't care. Um, I just hit export and I can go do something else for a little bit. I'm not that anxious to get them. Or if I need one in particular, I'm going to share out to instant uh, Instagram or social media. I do the one export and then do the rest after. Anyway, that's uh, it's not something that's huge to me, but if it is to you, now you have the info. Okay, so now generating previews, another part of the import process that takes a really long time. And I'm so glad that Puget broke this one down a little bit and the time to generate one-to-one -one previews versus smart previews. It takes more than twice as long to generate one-to-one -one previews, some cases almost three times longer in their testing, as it does standard previews. And that's why in my import process, I don't build one-to-one -one previews. I do build smart previews and embedded in sidecar previews, but not one-to-one. -one. I get to culling my images much more quickly this way, and I'm willing to wait for a moment in those cases when I need to zoom in one-to-one -one as I'm editing. Anyway, the new KB Lake CPUs came in at a much more impressive 6% faster here. And that's really, really meaningful. More meaningful, I think, than even the 5% improvement performance talked about a moment ago. And that's because this is something that every photographer hits. They, everyone does this. When you import, you're generating previews and 6% faster on that generation of the previews, that's gonna be a big deal. That's maybe enough for some people to consider upgrading, but not me. <laughs> I've decided that's not enough for me. Also important to note that this is another category where Core i7 is quite a bit faster than Core i5, where the new KB Lake Core i5s tested to be 12% slower than KB Lake Core i7 CPUs for this particular thing in generating the previews. All right, I'm gonna combine the last two tests together because the results were very similar and a place where the new KB Lake CPUs kind of shown the very most. And that's putting together HDR and panorama photos and Puget says about 8% faster than the older CPUs, which is a big deal, right? 8%, that's quite a bit. My own work includes a lot of panoramas, so I think I would really notice this. Although I'm doing merges of, of HDR and panoramas in Lightroom much less. I'm doing a lot more of that in, in Photoshop these days because I'm also going to do luminosity masking, which is in Photoshop. And I use that content-aware crop in Photoshop as well, so I can straighten out my panoramas and have Photoshop kind of do the content-aware fill for me. And uh, it's a really cool feature. And so I'm doing a lot more in Photoshop these days than I am Lightroom. So, yeah, this is why I'm, I'm really kind of ignoring this in Lightroom because I'm tending not to use these features right now anyway. 
But if I did 8%, yeah, that's, that's a meaningful thing, something to look at and consider. All right, overall then, across all these categories, we talked about different percentages. Uh, Puget kind of averaged it together and said, they, you should expect about a 5% performance improvement in Lightroom if you have KB Lake CPUs over the previous generation Skylake CPUs. 5% might be meaningful to you. And if you're buying a new computer today, you certainly want to make sure you have the very latest CPUs in it. You probably, if you're buying Windows at least, you can't choose one, I don't think, that has it. Uh, something to note that's interesting, and I'm not sure you could actually make this choice between these two things, but if you bought the KB Lake Core i5, that's only about 2% slower than the Core i7 from Skylake. So the previous generation i7, is only 2% faster than the current generation i5. And that I bring it up beca not because you can make that decision. You can't really go in the in hp.com or dell.com and, and make those choices. They're probably going to give you the choices between the two KB Lake CPUs. I, I bring that up because if you're having to, to give up, even though I've mentioned some categories here where the Core i5 really struggled compared to the Core i7, overall, you're only probably giving up about 2% performance improvement over the next generation or the previous generation CPU. So that's not that much. And your Core i5 is gonna do pretty well. If the budget doesn't allow, that's why I say it's third in the list at most. And if your budget doesn't allow, Core i5 is, is gonna be okay. It's not the end of the world. You're gonna have some things that maybe are a little slower than it would have been with i7, but it's not the end of the world. All right, Puget Systems also took an in-depth look at Photoshop performance. In fact, probably more in-depth than Lightroom. I'm not going to go through any of the use cases they tested. I'm just going to tell you that overall they found it to be a big 9% performance improvement. So if you do a whole lot of Photoshop and not quite as much Lightroom, maybe a little bit more reason to upgrade. And um, there's a couple of use cases that were more extreme. One was that liquify. If you do much liquify in Photoshop, KB Lake was 7% slower. In fact, it's the only case where I believe they found something to be slower on the new CPU which is good to, to see there's only one niche case where there was a slow where it was slower in the new version that doesn't happen all the time um, but it, if you do liquify yeah you don't want much you don't, you want to wait to the next generation for sure um, and then on the other hand adaptive wide angle filter was found to go 26% faster that's 26 not 2.6 26% fast. That's like unheard of <laughs> improvement in performance. So no idea why that is, but that's if you do much with adaptive wide angle filter in Photoshop, you want KB Lake. <laughs> it's going to make your life much, much better. Uh, I couldn't talk about all of this without also saying just that Adobe Premiere Pro was roughly found to be 7% faster under the new version. And there's a link, I'll put a link to the show notes to all of these tests that Puget did. All right, really the bottom line that I want to get this episode, I don't think you should stress too much about KB Lake. I don't think you should worry about getting there. If you have a computer that's uh, one, two, three years old, then you're not going to see a dramatic improvement in performance. It's certainly not a reason if any of you were thinking, well, gosh, Apple just not updating their computers with the latest stuff. I really want this KB Lake processor. I really want the latest CPU. Maybe I need to go to Windows. I'm not saying it's a bad idea to go to Windows. I love Windows. Come on over. <laughs> Enjoy it while you're over here. It's, it's great. But that's not a reason. You're not going to see a dramatic improvement in performance between the Skylake CPUs that are currently in all the Macs versus the KB Lake CPUs that are in most of the Windows stuff. So sit tight. If you have a computer newer than, say, mid-2015 especially, 
because an upgrade to CPU isn't likely to be noticeable for the most part. And let's hope that Intel really wows us in 2018 when they release their next eighth generation CPU. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Hopefully my nerding out on this topic didn't bore you to tears. As a quick reminder, you can suggest topics for the show through Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash photo taco through Instagram. You can message me at, at photo taco podcast. I see a few of you out there. I'd love to have a lot more interaction. I'd love to have you share your photos and tag photo taco podcast in them so that I see them or through email where the address is photo taco podcast at gmail.com. Remember, no question is too basic or too complicated for the show. If I don't know the answer to the question, and I frequently don't, I'll either research it like crazy or I'll bring in an expert guest on the show to walk through it. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Improved Photography Network. We have Portrait Session, Tripod, Improved Photography, and soon, coming very soon, a brand new show where it's going to emphasize travel photography. We don't have the name announced yet, but it's coming very, very soon. And you're going to want to check that out. Also take some time to head over to the mothership at improvephotography.com for news gear and other photo tip articles. It is the best way to improve your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of improved photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!